Today, as you can see on the screen, uh, I'm speaking today on Jesus in the Old Testament. Many of us, we know about Jesus in the New Testament, but I would like to today speak about Jesus in the Old Testament. And I found it very powerful to know who Jesus is. That's why Paul, he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Though he has known Jesus, though he had encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, you know, he says, I would like to know him more and the power of his resurrection. And when you read the scriptures, you know, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 20, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God he existed before anything was created. So it says he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation, for through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in, in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. And it just goes on. In some versions, it says he's the firstborn of all creation. You know, in fact, uh, the Jehovah Witnesses, they uh, use this scripture and kind of misinterpret that you know, to say that he's the firstborn of creation. If he's born, how can he be God? You know, the word over the firstborn, you know, we have an understanding about being born, that is through a woman, you're born, or the animals, they give birth. But also we use this phrase when we say, this project was born out of this. Or that happened because it was born out of that. So it means to come out. You know, in other words, that Jesus kind of came out of Father in heaven. And the word here, you know, is theophany. Theophany, from Greek word, it is theophania, which means the appearance of God. You know, where God manifests in different forms and deity, in the Old Testament, God is depicted as appearing in human form in natural catalysms, you know, which means like storm, earthquakes, in a burning bush, a cloud, or a gentle breeze. And also, it is associated with theophanies associated where God manifests himself, it is through his name and also his glory. So when you take the name of Jesus, God manifests through his name with his power. Amen? And that's why the scripture says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and under the earth. So when it says at the name of Jesus, when you say in the name of Jesus, 
God manifests himself through his power in that name. That is the theophany. And Luke chapter 10 verse 17 says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. When we use your name. In other words, whenever they were saying, whenever we used your name, that is Jesus, something happened. Because God manifests his power through that name. Then in John 14, 13, Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. So God manifests through the name of Jesus. But also, we see in Gospel of John chapter 8, you know, Jesus was doing things. Jesus was healing people on the day of Sabbath. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, sorry, Sadducees and the Pharisees, they came and they kind of Question Jesus, today is Sabbath, how can you do this? How can you heal people? And the Lord said, for I am the Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm not bound as the humans are bound with the rules and regulations and laws. I am God. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. And Jesus said here, your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. So he's saying, I saw Abraham because he saw it was the future is and he was glad. Hang on a minute. How did Jesus see that? And that's what they're asking him. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. I am. So powerful it is. And that's what we find in the scripture in Genesis chapter 18 verse 1 where it says the Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. That was Lord Jesus Christ manifested himself in the form of a human being. If you read the story, it says three men came to Abraham and one of it was Jesus. In Genesis 18 verse 22, it says the other men turned and headed toward Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham. So the two men, that the two angels, they went to Sodom and Gomorrah where it was going to be destroyed. But it says the Lord remained with Abraham. And then that conversation about if there are 50, you know, I will save them. Then Abraham pleads, you know the story. Then here it says in Genesis 22, but the angel of the Lord, so whenever you see 
In the Old Testament where it mentioned the angel of the Lord, it is Jesus. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. This is when he was going to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son. Now look at the scripture. You know, verse 14 says, And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. You know, so you see here, Jesus, he provided the ram. And in that same place, Jesus, 2,000 years back, he sacrificed himself on the cross of Calvary. And then we see the story of Hagar. Do you know the story of Hagar in the Bible? You know, she was a maidservant or a concubine. And it says in Genesis 16, now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur, and he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? Of course, the Lord knew where she came from and where she was going to go. And many times, you know, we go through things in life and this is what happened. She said, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. I'm fleeing from my situation. Many of us, we try to run away from our situation thinking that it's all going to be all right. But sometimes we have to face those situations to be an overcomer. And God helps us in that. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants. If it was an ordinary angel, wouldn't say, I will multiply. Would say, the Lord will multiply. But here, the angel of the Lord says, that is Jesus, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And then, Hagar, she responds by this way, she says, then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. Again, I'll say this. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, have I also here seen him who sees me? She saw Jesus. Remember Theophany, where God manifests himself in human being, in different forms. Now she saw Jesus over there. And she says, he's the God who sees me as well. This morning, I want to say to you, if you think God doesn't care about you, God doesn't watch us over you, the answer is this, that God watches over you.
God sees you. He knows your heart. You know, he knows your struggles. As he saw the struggles of Hagar, he knows your struggle and he cares about you. You know, there are quite a few scriptures because this is important as I share with you this subject. Exodus 3, 2, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. This is Moses. What does say? The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of the bush. And then verse 4 says, So when the Lord saw, the Lord saw, that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. So it begins with the angel of the Lord, and it says, the Lord saw. You see here, speaks about Jesus. And verse 6 says, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, and it says, for he was afraid to look upon, what? Not angel of the Lord, angel of, you know, uh, the Lord, but it says, upon God. And then 7, 8 says, and the Lord said, and it goes on with the promise. And this, I also find it interesting in book of Judges, this is about Gideon. It says, then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah. Again, it says, the angel of the Lord. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. If you know the story, the enemy was powerful. The enemy used to raid that place and take away everything that they produced. So the people of Israel were living in fear and were hiding what they could hide. And among them was Gideon, who was afraid to face the enemy, who was afraid to face the challenges, and he was hiding in the wine press. And it says, verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Probably you heard me saying this before. It always was a question mark to me. When I look at Gideon, he doesn't look like a man who is like a mighty hero. He's hiding, who doesn't want to take responsibility, who's afraid. And why did God say to him, you mighty hero? You know why? Because God did not look at who Gideon was, God looked at Gideon, what he can make out of him. In the same way, God doesn't look at you who you are. Maybe you may be shy, timid. Maybe you have gone through a lot in your life and you have lost your confidence. And you almost feel like a failure. But God doesn't look at who you are. God looks at you what he can make out of you if you allow him to. This is our God we serve. And then verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, 
again verse 16 the Lord said to him I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you are fighting against one man you know we sang that song this is how I fight my battle people of God if you're fighting battles of your life ask God to help you he's always there to fight your battle amen and this is about Samson this is the last scripture from the Old Testament there are many which I didn't go through in Judges chapter 13 verse 20 and uh, 20 to 22 it says as the flames from the altar shot up toward the sky the angel of the Lord ascended in the fire when Manao and his wife saw this they fell with their faces to the ground the angel did not appear again to Manao and his wife Manao finally realized it was the angel of the Lord and he said to his wife we will certainly die for we have seen God this is how Jesus appeared in different times to different people he helped them he fought their battles you know he delivered them and we find this in New Testament where Jude chapter uh, verse 5 it says so I want to remind you though you already know these things that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt who rescued Jesus but later he destroyed those who did not remain faithful then Hebrews 11:26 says he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ this is talking about Moses for whose sake Christ's sake than to own the treasures of Egypt for he was looking ahead for, to his great reward first Corinthians 10 4 it says and all of them drank the same spiritual water for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them and that was Christ and that was Christ you see in the Old Testament we find Jesus everywhere doing his mighty works powerful works and then we read the scripture earlier from Colossians that he is the form of invisible God who created everything will live and breathe in him such a powerful mighty God the creator of the world 2000 years back he came to this world through Virgin Mary he lived his life he suffered as we would suffer and there came a point where the scripture says in Matthew 26 verse 66 to 68 what is your verdict guilty they shouted this is when Jesus was arrested he deserves to die as we are reading the scripture I want to imagine and think about the Jesus 
the powerful Jesus in the Old Testament, the scriptures that we read, what he did. And here is Jesus standing in front of this wicked men and women. And they all are shouting, guilty. He deserves to die. Then they began, what? To spit on Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering, prophesied to us, you Messiah, who, who hit you that time? Can you imagine? The same Jesus who appeared to Moses, same Jesus who appeared to Abraham, same Jesus who appeared to Hagar, same Jesus who appeared to Gideon, and fought that battle, delivered the people of Israel out of Egypt in the form of cloud, did mighty things. That same Jesus stands there while people are spitting on him, slapping him, hitting him, and he's standing there quietly for you and for me. Matthew 27 says, they both thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head and they pl placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tried, Tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. They led him away to be crucified. You know, every time when I read this, when I think of Jesus, what he suffered for us, it takes me back of Jesus in the Old Testament, the powerful Jesus. And he's standing here, Facing all these insults, facing all these beatings, facing all this suffering. If he wanted, he could have just destroyed the people around him. But he stood there quietly. Why? Because in his mind, in his heart, was you and me. He was thinking of you and me that I want to die for that I want to be that sacrifice I will take the wages of sin of death on myself I will suffer for them so that they will have life that's why the Bible says in John 10 10 that Jesus came to give life and life abundantly and how he could do that because he suffered for you and for me this is that same Jesus of Old Testament, the powerful Jesus who was willing to sacrifice for you and for me. Don't we owe him a lot for what he did for us? Shouldn't we follow him with awe and fear? Shouldn't we follow him with passion? 
this is the Jesus I serve. Can we have the worship team? Let's all close our eyes. And I just want you to think on what I shared with you about Jesus, who is the Creator. Jesus, who is powerful. Jesus of the Old Testament, who met Abraham. Jesus, who met Moses. Jesus who met Hagar. Jesus who met Gideon. And many more in the Bible. That same Jesus suffered for you and for me. Because he loves you.